Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect that of the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Department of the Dead. I'm Amanda. Thought, and we have a special guest. <laughs> I know, it's Tales from the Grid Square. Finally! I've we lost missed- control of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, but we I wanted to make sure I was about. here to talk about my favorite subject. Well, one of my favorite like paranormal subjects. And that's the complete schizo lore behind Giants. I did so much research on this a um, couple weeks ago. By my research, I mean, I just compiled things that I learned about the Giants of Kandahar, which is our topic. But I think I think we already said that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was really interesting, and I, I learned a lot. Um, so it's kind of nice that I can now contextualize the stories that you guys have uh, reposted from people who have written in. So I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is the one episode we all wanted to do, even before like we really started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I definitely have done some research. I'll have, to, um, I'll have to, like, allude to some of the other things I found that are not just within, like, the giant of Kandahar lore, but, like, the lore behind giants in general and, like, how big of... It, it'll get int- it's interesting when you start looking at some of the stuff, like, that's out in other cultures. So I did originally have... From my notes, I had the uh, the Giants of Kandahar story. Oh, yeah, this is the, the Coast to Coast radio. So I'm not going to – I won't talk anything about that. You could totally take it away for that one. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to give the listeners a little bit of background. But before we get into it, how is everybody's – how was everyone's week? Mine sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine was fine. Just did a lot of training. I'm super sleepy. But I'm good. I'm glad we do this shit. I'm glad Tails is here, too. Yes. I'm sorry. I've uh, been extremely busy. I have a lot of stuff going on at work and behind the scenes. Uh, some cool, pre- some pretty cool stuff for sure. I'll definitely tell you guys about. Yeah, I mean that's the thing though. And people ask me, they're like, "Oh, did you ever want to take command?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not. <laughs> I do not feel." Oh, like it's being great the- though. I'm having a blast. Uh, you know. Oh, that was the that was the update I had. Um. My packet was received by HRC. My branch manager pushed it up. So fingers crossed that I hear something positive. And I'm, I don't think I'm jinxing it. I just think I'm manifesting it that I'm going to be a free elf. See, you just jinxed it. They're going to come back and just say no. Shut, shush, shush. Put out this positive vibes. Positive vibes, hippie shit, all, all of that. I'm burn the sage, burn the incense. Put some crystals in my pocket. I don't know. I'm I'm just really hopeful about this, um, and that's just because I want to start school in uh, January. That's so, awesome. yeah, I, I'm. It's kind of sad, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I I had my fun, and to each their own, you know. Time to uh, time to move on with your life to bigger and better things. Yeah, can you imagine me like actually recording this after eating a gummy? <laughs> I want to. Because I'll be able to do it. 
I'll just we do a lot of cocaine and record you guys. Okay, yeah, so my- I'll do that too. I'll do cocaine and gummies. For legal reasons, this is a joke. Entirely yeah. a joke. I'm not joking. <laughs> they are. In Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I did start on that. Um, they, they upped my dose for my ADHD medication, and I just feel like the Energizer Bunny. But I have to be focused on the right thing. Otherwise, I'll get sucked into something that's not work, but I won't leave it alone until I'm finished with it. Oh, podcast. Uh, yeah, like podcasting. Yeah. I mean, no, no, I like my meds hadn't worn off yet when I was editing that last episode. I was like, must finish now. It just sounds like OCD, but with extra steps. Uh, it's something like that. I have to, like, remind myself to drink water. That's that's the biggest thing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You You just get wrapped up in doing stuff and then you're like, oh, shoot, I haven't eaten lunch or breakfast. Yeah, I can definitely relate. Okay. So, without further ado, I will get into the background of the Giants of Kandahar without spoiling anything. So, background. According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, the term for giant is known as Nephilim, pronounced Nephilim. Nephilim. The first part of the Book of Enoch describes the fall of the Watchers, the angels who fathered angel-human hybrids called Nephilim. According to the Book of Enoch, uh, Noah's great-grandfather, the Nephilim were, quote, great giants whose height was 300 cubits. And a cubit is approximately 18 inches, I think also known as an L. And I was like, what, what the fuck is an L? So apparently it's like from, I think, either the tip of your hand to your elbow is approximately 18 inches, depending on how tall you are. But that's that's what they measured. So these giants that they were talking about were... 300 cubits, and so in reference, that's 450 feet tall. So to put that into perspective, that's about the length of a cruise ship, um, the length of a football field. Yeah, okay. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, again, put put this in your mind, okay? So a football field is 120 yards, or 360 feet. So the giants from the biblical text were actually taller than the length of a football field. And yes, I'm using the length of a football field. Yards, cubits, L's, because I refuse to use the metric system because I'm that American. <laughs> America. Um, <laughs> Nephilim in the Hebrew Bible refers to a group of mysterious beings or people of unusually large size and strength. They existed before the and after the Great Flood from the book of like or the story of Noah's Ark. Uh, the Nephilim are referenced in Genesis and Numbers and are possibly referred to in the book of Ezekiel. The Hebrew, worm, the Hebrew word Nephilim is sometimes just, uh, directly translated as giants or meant to mean, quote, the fallen ones, from the Hebrew word nephal, meaning to fall. But the identity of Nephilim is still debated by scholars. So I'm just going to get a little bit into the scriptural references because I, as much as, like, I would say, like, modern day, like, ext- the far, far end of the spectrum of Christianity is, like, kind of ridiculous to me. But when you actually like look at the Bible and you read this stuff, you're like, whoa, the Bible is very violent. <laughs> I was also raised Catholic, so I just like would find the bloodiest stories in the Bible and I fixate on those. And I'm like, ah, there's maybe something wrong with me. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Nephilim are mentioned just before the flood 
um, in the account of Genesis 6-4, which states, The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterwards when the sun when the sons of God went into the daughters of humans who bore children to them. These are the heroes that were of old warriors of renown. So to me, it kind of sounds like something out of like ancient Greece. It makes me think of Hercules, you know, like the half God, half deity, half human. Um, Although it's like kind of in that geographical area. So maybe stories, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, hear you. I don't know how to put this, but yeah, yeah. In that geographical area, like stories of like giants and like um, half human, half deity beings as part of their lore. So this right. was also what I was thinking of too. think human, human woman, Nephilim man or angel or it, the angel. So I, I just think it's not logistically feasible because this makes me think of like a Chihuahua and a Doberman like mating or a Chihuahua and like, a pit bull or something like it just doesn't yeah. work. So, <laughs> I mean, it kind of also like a like a reverse donkey and dragon from Shrek kind of situation. <laughs> I was thinking donkey and dragon also. <laughs> like, how does it work? It just does. Do you think it the, just does? We just don't question it, I guess. Do you think Noah turned away the the uh, the Nephilims because they were bigger than the cruise ship or the cruise ship, the Ark? You know, I think they stumbled up to it, and he was like, it's not going to work out. No, sorry. <laughs> Come back next time when <laughs> we build a bigger ark. Yeah, the next great flood. Like, from Family Guy, he's the angels are on the boat, and he's like, what the hell is this? What is oh, this? <laughs> just give him, like, giant floaties. It'd be like, you'll be fine. It's okay. So, I have a I theory on this, and it definitely goes down some rabbit holes, but I'll explain later, is that... I don't really buy too much into the fallen angel Nephilim kind of idea, right? Mm -hmm. I personally think that giants has been a part of mankind and been around for thousands of years and may still exist to this day. And that's just like, because I'll I'll talk about some interesting like tidbits throughout history. In fact, um, and that there is a conspiracy behind it, but it's more like scientific rather than like biblical. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, we actually t- uh, kind of touched on it last week when we were just shooting the shit. Um, the, uh, oh my god, the Calusa tribe in the Keys of Florida. You know how, like, I, I already told, um, thought about this, but it was, uh, the closer to the equator you are, like, the smaller the mammals are. But for some reason, like, the Calusa were six, seven feet tall. It was an anomaly in that region. So I... I think that, yeah, yeah, there's, there's definitely, I mean, but you have to think about the Bible and like, you know, earth was in create, was created in seven days. I'm not knocking on anyone who like believes that because there are some people that do, but you know, when you look at the logic behind things, there's the Bible is meant to be interpreted and it's survived like thousands of years of translation. So, I mean, it, it was just a way to explain. I mean, for the longest time, like, we didn't even understand germ theory. Like, you think we're going to understand where giants came from? No. Hmm. <laughs> that's just that's just me speaking. I'm, I'm just talking. But anyway, um, I'm going to try to get through a little bit of the background, and then I want to hear some spooky stories, and I want to hear about the the uh, the lore that Tales has for us. So back to the, the second scripture is in reference of Numbers 13, 32 to 33. Think the Moses time period where where 10 of the 12 spies report that they have seen fearsome giants in Kenan, 
and there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come of the Nephilim, and we were in their own sights as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. So I guess they were just spying on some giants. Uh, there's another passage that indirectly refer- references the Nephilim, and this is in Ezekiel uh, 32, 17 to 32 of significance. Uh, Ezekiel 32:27, which contains the phrase of disputed meeting with the traditional vowels added to the text in the medieval period. The phrase is read Gibor im Nephilim, which means fallen warriors or fallen Giborim, Giborim. Although some scholars read the phrase as Giborim Nephilim or Nephilim warriors or warriors Nephilim. So it's just how, how things have been interpreted over the course of humanity. Uh, they lie with the warriors Nephilim of old who descended of the Sheol with their weapons of war. They placed their swords beneath their heads and their shields upon their bones, for the terror of the warriors was upon the land of the living. I, okay, so I'm going to skip through this part a little bit. It's just like literally going into passages. There's, there's like, I, that thought came to me about David and Goliath as I was reading through these biblical um, references. What I found, though, was these scholars who... I guess, specialized in giants. They were saying that Goliath was not considered a Nephilim. This is where the interpretations kind of get interesting. So the book of Enoch paints a different story for the origin of sin. Instead of Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit and subsequently being mankind's fault for sin, it was actually the watchers. So the angels that kind of like diverted and were like mating with human women. Um, and then thus producing the Nephilim, like their offspring, that it was the angels that screwed everything up and the reason that God caused the flood. I I, I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, it's not just the woman's fault. It's those watchers. (laughs) (laughs) So in this version uh, of the creation story, dates to the second temple period of of Judaism when there's a prevailing belief that cosmic struggle, struggle between the forces of good and the forces of evil uh, represented here by the Watchers. There's a huge diff- uh, huge amount of literature in the Second Temple period that provided a pretty significant competitive narrative to the book of Genesis, and it said that God created humans in his image, and they were good. But it was the angels that messed everything up, and they are the reason that there's evil in the world because of the divine beings, the Watchers. Um, just a couple other interesting facts that I found I, I just wanted to share before um, you guys get into your stuff. Um, okay, so the first random tidbit was there were a few skulls of unusually large beings found in Peru, uh, and the researchers called them the Paracus skulls, of which the cranial fissures differed from human skulls. Uh, they were devoid of the triangle-like, uh, shape in the back, you know, where the fissures are with the skull. In a human skull, there's, I mean, if you can kind of, like, think, like, down the middle up until the back of the head. And then it splits. Whereas these skulls that were found in Peru, they were missing that central fissure. And it only had a fissure across the back. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then in ancient depictions of gods, this is like my second fact, uh, particularly the pharaohs in Egypt or in the Egyptian gods, they were depicted having elongated skulls. And so there's this thought that elongated skulls were a trait of the Nephilim. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. Definitely interesting. I mean, if you go to the drive, you can uh, scroll down to what page is this? Uh, page six. So I, I kind of skipped over some of the stuff, but just because it felt a little bit wordy, I kind of geeked out and 
went down a rabbit hole when I was typing up my notes. But there's a there's a picture of a man known as Cotton Mather. He was born in 1663 and he died in 1728. And he believed he found fossilized leg bones and teeth discovered near Albany, New York in 1705. Uh, yes. Yep. And the remains of the Nephilim, who he believed that they were the ones that perished in the Great Flood. Uh, paleontologists, however, identified these as Mastonian remains or woolly, to, uh, woolly mammoth teeth tusks. Ooh. So I just found his picture kind of funny. I'm like, oh, Cotton, you fool. <laughs> just a little stinker. Yes, just a little stinker. Um, so I got an interesting tidbit on that, too, I'll talk about later. Oh, yes, please. So I just kind of like name some of the pop culture references. Uh, for example, there's in in reference to the Nephilim and bands and video games and TV shows that were inspired by the Nephilim. So maybe if you want to check them out, if any of our listeners want to check them out, or maybe you've heard of them. Um, so first we have the gothic band Fields of Nephilim. We've also got the Shadow Hunter Chronicles series by Cassandra Clare, the Hush Hush series by Becca Fitzpatrick, and in the X-Files and Supernatural, they reference the Nephilim as well. Um, for video games, I've not really, I'm, I'm not a big gamer, but I know people that are. Maybe they've heard of it, or maybe they haven't, and they want to check it out. There's a video game series called The Darksiders. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse are said to be Nephilim, where in the Great Nephilim were, oh, you've played it? Yes. Love oh, it. is it, what, is it like first person? Is it, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like an RPG kind of God of War without all the violence and sex. But, uh, the story is really good and they kind of like really dive into like Nephilim lore. And so, yeah, like all the horsemen are like the last of the Nephilim kind. Huh. So, what, uh, is it, is it a PC game, I'm guessing? Uh, I think it originally was a PC game. You can play it on Xbox now. I think, I want to say they have, like, three. They have, like, maybe they have a fourth one. I'm, I'm not too sure. But, like, the first one you play is, like, the Horseman of War. The second one you play is Death. The third one you play is Wrath. And I think the fourth one is, like, Pestilence or something. I can't remember. But there is, like, each each game had a different, like, way the Horseman fought. And uh, it was really good. The story, I thought, was really good because you were, like, it was basically, like, a conspiracy in each story of, like, you know, war triggers the apocalypse between, like, the angels and demons, and then there's just, like, conspiracy between heaven and hell of, like, who started it first, and it's it's a really good series. So, I probably wouldn't play myself because I'm terrible at video games. Like, I'm just proud of myself that I've actually stayed focused on Animal Crossing for as long as I have. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I like growing up, I enjoyed watching people play video games like uh, my sister and my dad would play uh, Super Mario and they're like, oh, do you want to play? I'm like, no, I just like to watch. So I, I feel like I could probably just, you know, watch somebody play that game and be like, oh, that's interesting. What's what's the next chapter? Um, and then I'll just I'll two more games, maybe three more games. OK, so uh, just real quick. Magic the Gathering, the trading card game. I've never played it, but um, the Nephilim are interpreted as the old gods from before modern society. Um, in Diablo 3, the Nephilim were the first humans upon sanctuary created as a result of the union between angels and demons. There is a high-speed first-person shooter game, Payday 2. Uh, several paintings, artifacts, and far-off visuals in reference of the Nephilim and the secret ending to the game. Uh, I won't spoil it, so 
if you want to play Payday 2, check it out. Um, and the last one that I will say is the creature referred to as Nephilim appears in season two of the Japanese animated series Sympho Gear. That's all the facts I have. Interesting. I went down such a rabbit hole, like watching videos, looking at pictures, and I was like, oh, I, I don't want to learn like too much because I want to be surprised when you guys like tell me what, what you guys know about it because I've never been to Afghanistan, one, and two, I don't have a very extensive knowledge of the Nephilim. I actually never heard of the term Nephilim until I did this research, so I'm very excited to hear what you guys have, and I will shut up now. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything to say? Uh, no, not not adding on to that. Uh, so like, I'll start off with your listeners. Go uh, tail. Right. This is your so, niche. So like, the first thing I'll bring up, and this is like kind of like the quintessential. So like, the giant, the overarching conspiracy of giants and the cover up of therein is uh, universally known as the Genesis 6 conspiracy, and uh, I believe that is because Nephilim is mentioned in Genesis chapter 6 in the Bible. Um, so it's kind of universally known as that, and like uh, Amanda found out, giants are like a freaking crazy rabbit hole. Um, like, you go to like some weird places, and like I'll, I'll bring up like some of the, the weirder aspects, like some of the weird stories that are kind of hilarious that relate to like, kind of like, I guess, military so, like, the first one is, like, obviously the giant of Kandahar. And so, for, like, the listeners, um, if you're not familiar, used, the original conspiracy radio talk show was known as Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Um, and that was, like, that's, like, the quintessential creme de la creme of conspiracy podcasts. Uh, I think it's still around to this day. I don't really listen to it, though. Um, but anyway, so the giant of Kandahar was a story that was brought in by a, uh, a guest who, quote-unquote, that people have a right to know what's happening on our planet. Um, and so he claimed to have been a member of a special forces team that encountered a giant in Kandahar on an, on like an operation. Now, like full disclosure. So like the giant of Kandahar story, there's a lot of like weird detail. There's a lot of details that I'm just like, Hmm, I don't know if I really buy into it too much. Like, it could potentially be very fake. However, the story of giants is like I've come to learn in Afghanistan is like there's something to it. And I'll mention some other stuff down the line, but it's just the giant of Kandahar story. And it's, it's a pretty bonkers like interview. It's one of the classic Art Bell interviews. Um, if you listen to the uh, Confessionals podcast, like his opening, Tony Merkel's like opening uh, segment for his like like introduction is – the like direct recording from this interview and it's actually kind of interesting because the dude does sound like he's like he's telling the truth but there's like details that just sound like especially with the military stuff that'll make sense like uh, all the all the special forces guys were armed with recon carbines and m107 barrett rifles like i don't know about you thought you probably have more experience with me what's a recon carbine well, yeah, they they wouldn't use that verbiage explaining it, especially someone yeah, so like, like yeah, the verbiage is a little off. But anyways, I digress. the The story is so there's this a U.S. Army patrol in 2002 goes missing somewhere in Kandahar, um, and this gentleman known as Stephen Quayle, as that's what he claimed, is was part of a special ops task force, quote unquote. Uh, pretty much what most people think he's either talking about Rangers or he's talking about like an ODA. And they were sent to find out what happened to the squad after it was lost contact on a patrol. 
Uh, and so where they went to basically find this, the squad in Kandahar was in like kind of like this rough terrain. It was, they were following this mountainous trail. Um, and they arrived at this cave. And when they arrived at this cave, they noticed that there was all of this broken equipment that looked of like Russian and, uh, U.S. military like origin, like kind of scattered about and, uh, bones and pieces of gear. It's just like animal bones all, all around the front of this cave. Um, and as they were about to enter the cave to explore it, all of a sudden, this gigantic redheaded man runs out of the cave. And he was this, like, described as a 12 to 15 foot redheaded man with a long flowing red hair and a long red beard. And he was holding a giant spear. And so the, he, the this giant, uh, as it becomes known, attacks the squad. And actually, I think he's, he spears one of the soldiers known as Dan in the story. Uh, yeah, Dan. I, I can't remember if he kills them or not. But anyways, like, he spears this dude, lifts Dan. him up in front of the squad. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Dan dies. Oh, yeah, Dan does die. Oh. Yeah. That'd be a uh, weird, so, like... like I, sorry, I'm not meaning to cut you off. I was just, like, thinking about this when they, you know, evac them back. Like, I'm just thinking of the provider and the medic that are taking that soap note. Like, oh, uh, he's well, got a spear in him. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. If you go on Google, there's a lot of good, like, uh, depictions of the spear going through Dan or whatever. Uh, what, do you think the, what do you think the, do you think the spear was made of rock? Or maybe it was, well, it was wooden, right? I mean, describe. yeah, yes. It was like a giant spear thrown by a 15-foot red-headed man. Um, God, that's a lot of, that's a lot of torque and, and uh, power behind. Oh, damn, it's R.I.P. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Dan. Press F in the chat, everyone. Everybody press up in the chat. Ah, it's <laughs> fucked up. So, once Dan reaches untimely demise, they basically all shoot this giant in the face, and it doesn't last very long, and he falls down and dies. So, uh, of course, they radio this in, and you know, the they're debriefed, they're sworn to secrecy, um, they're told not to talk about it again. It was the giant's body was airlifted back to, um, I think Bagram, where. A C-130 pilot who was next to the C-17 that it was loaded on uh, would later account to Art Bell, if I recall correctly, how he saw the giant. And he confirmed it was a 12 to 15 foot man and with red flowing hair and other interesting things to note. Like when they blew off the head, they got to get a better look of it because it was no longer alive. And they noticed this is important to remember. So, like, remember the red hair. Uh, is one important detail. Remember the six digits. It had six six digits on each hand, so it had an extra finger compared to five. Right? Important detail. And then the final important detail is when they looked at its jaw, it actually had a double row of teeth. They look like regular human teeth, like I, if I remember, but there was two rows like a shark. That's also an important detail to remember, one I'll get to later. Um, so that's like kind of like the gist of the story. Uh, that kind of... Uh, there's a gentleman known as the guy behind the kind of cons- the, the Genesis 6 conspiracy. So obviously there's no record of the Department of Defense killing a giant in Afghanistan. There's no record of Dan being speared, right? And there's no record of a, you know, a squad missing. Now, you could always equate that as, of course, they're covering it up. Uh, that is what another gentleman known as L.A. Marzuli. He's an author, blogger, and filmmaker. He's kind of like the guy that is pushing the Genesis 6 conspiracy of like giants exist and the, the world governments are covering it up. Don't mean to cut in again because 
L.A., Missouri, he was, or Missouri, sorry, not Missouri, L.A., um, Marzuli, he was the one from my notes earlier that was uh, talking about um, the skulls and the fissures mm-hmm. and how to tell if, like, it potentially was, like, that skull fragment was that of a Nephilim as opposed to, like, a human or a homo, sap- or homo sapien, maybe? Anyway, yeah, I, I did recognize that name. Yeah, I had that in my notes. And one yeah, more I thing, that, mm-hmm. Tails, uh, and... So they, I mean, most of the stories I read said it was like they, the giant took 30 seconds of sustained fire before it was killed. So if there's, we'll say 15, 15 guys on this fucking ODA or whatever. So they pretty much fired at this guy for, for 30 seconds before it went down. So as a, if I took a bullet, obviously I'm dead immediately. Yeah, like, so, I guess this this giant takes being thick-headed to a whole nother level. And also, sick, keep in mind, if you believe, like, this story... Like they're shooting fifty cows at this apparently. He's thick. He's a, he's a thick. He's bitch. thick. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about. I know what you're talking about too. Like, it's it's little things like that. I'm not sure, but. I mean, he uh, would have been like just thinking of the ballistics of the weapons that were described. Again, not taking into account because nobody knows what the biological makeup of or what the biological makeup was of that being if it existed. Like how thick the bones were, you have to think about the dirt, like the epidermis, the the muscle mass, and like with a human body, if it's getting hit with just even like you know of a fifty cow around, like you, your your meat spaghetti at that point. It's just it's interesting when you when you oh, think yeah. about it. And so like I used to not buy into it too much until of course I started uh, Tales from the Grid Square, and mm-hmm. one of the first stories I got, and so I guess this way we can get into like the spooky stories. Uh, is so one of the first stories I got was from a guy who was I think it was 2005 or 2003 and he's in Afghanistan he's sitting on an OP um, and he's given like one of the old recon three thermals um, he was like basically told to figure it out so he's like scanning at night along these ridge lines and false peaks like looking for heat signatures and he's like you know he said he was able to get a lot of detail and he focuses in on a big heat signature. And this is a this is going to be similar to another story I'll bring up, um, almost to a T. And he zooms in on this like heat signature, and as he's looking at it, he's like thinks it's a group of like it's so big he thinks it's a group of like Taliban like huddled together around a fire or something. Um, and he's watching this for a sec- couple seconds, and all of a sudden, this like blob of heat stands up, and it's like now the blob of heat is like like looks like a person that has stood up and is standing now staring at him. And as he's, like, watching this thing, it moves, like, along these this ridge line. Like, it's across the valley from him. Um, this is And this is in the Kunar province, so not Kandahar and different province in Afghanistan. Um, but it's moving across this ridge line, like, far away from him. And he said, like, compared to the trees, it was taller than the trees around it. And it had to have been anywhere from, like, 15 feet tall, Right. And so he watched this thing run along, run along these cliffs or this uh, ridge line until it basically disappears behind this false peak. And he was just like, "Whoa, that was really weird." He didn't really talk about it because, of course, like, what are you, what are you gonna, what are you gonna say? Like, I saw a giant man running around at night. Like, people, people are gonna think you've lost it. But uh, he would point out in the same village that they were like overlooking, uh, like the locals would paint their hair and beard red, right? 
or not red. Uh, oh yeah, orange, orange, like the yeah, know, redheaded, like kind of like that orange color. They would also paint goats like this, and he said that like it was almost like a night and day difference. Like all of a sudden, you would come to the village, and all the locals and all the goats would be gone. Like there would be no none of the locals would have like the red orange color in their hairs and beards, and all the the red, orange goats would be gone. Now I looked into that too, and there are like Islamic traditions where you like dye your beard and dye your hair and dye like the goats for certain holidays. Uh, but I really couldn't find anything involving the color red. One of the things I could find is that uh, the giants, I'm sorry, not giants, uh, the Muslim tradition and Muslim, like certain depictions and descriptions of Muhammad describe Muhammad as a redhead. Also, coincidentally, describe Muhammad as a giant man, whatever that means. So the soldiery believes that that the locals were basically, that was like their way of like worship to the giant and the goats were like a sacrifice to, like to not eat them. And I can get into that too later of, like, why I believe this guy. So, like, kind of like a boring story, but one of those ones for me that was, like, he legitimately believed he saw a giant in Afghanistan, and he was, like, I legitimately believe that the giant of Kandahar happened, and maybe not in the same detail of what's described, but we did find a giant. There are giants in Afghanistan, and we did kill one. Yeah, I I was wondered about the red-headed thing, because I remember my dad talking about that, but he, he didn't know why it was just like a custom i think in that region that part of the world like in rural afghanistan i I believe they use henna i'd have to look at that yeah i talked to some guys from afghanistan that have lived there and they like couldn't recall like any tradition where they dyed their hair beards red or orange so they thought that was kind of weird too they're like maybe it was just like a tribal thing but it's just kind of funny. The same place he saw a giant, he saw this, um, you know, this tribe that was dyeing their hair orange. Yeah, dyeing the, their hair orange, dyeing the goats orange, and then the goats disappearing. Hmm. Sus. Sus. So what about the goats that they have fun with? Uh, they dyed orange, too. Okay, we're not trying to get there, Amanda. That's totally insensitive. Those, yeah, those are their goats, all right? Not the giants. <laughs> maybe maybe they're safe in there. So, <laughs> changing the subject, <laughs> we, had to, we had to go there. We had to go there, of course. The giant, know about, the giant can't know about those goats. No, those are, the goats won't survive. Yeah, he'd fuck them up. So, so in it's addition like to that watchers, story. It's like the watchers in the way. No, that's it. Go take a lap. No. Just correct. Just create some weird giant goat hybrid human. <laughs> yeah, it's called furries. furries. Yeah, it's called furries. That is that when this, that's how the second flood happens or whatever? What the fuck yeah. is this? What the fuck is this? What have you done? <laughs> what is this? Damn it, giant! That God was the human. Oh, I'm, I'm no. sorry. That was that was. We always have oh. one of these weird like sex yes. fuck comparisons during this. Yes, Amanda. Kind of be serial. <laughs> Someone had to break the ice. Yes, wow, it was I me. <laughs> we were all thinking it, Tails. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to need more wine. I have two other kind of accounts. So one of them was super similar. It was like literally almost to a T, but this one was in, I think, the northern part of Afghanistan. I can't remember the province the gentleman mentioned, but it was like the same scenario. He was on an OP. He was looking through a thermal site. He noticed this big, like... Um, this big splotch of like, heat, and he's like, "Oh, there's a group of people there." And as he's watching the splotch of heat, it suddenly stands up, and it's like this, like looks like a massive person. Except for in this time, he it doesn't 
like run along. He doesn't have trees to gauge his size. But what happens is, as he's watching this giant heat signature, it literally it's like on a false peak. Like you can see like the the actual peak of the mountain behind it. It literally like runs and climbs up this mountain peak and like like you would like climb over a fence and like shimmy over the peak like out of sight and he's just sitting there like what the fuck is that like is that was that real uh sarge <laughs> like what do you say like i just saw a dude like jump a mountain like somebody jumps a fence like what the fuck it's a ccir if you see it yeah the commander's gonna want to know that one guys be like shut up <laughs> they're gonna be like you've spent too much time in the poppy fields <laughs> And then the final story I got, and this one's kind of interesting. It was a, a Reaper operator. It was a guy that was a drone operator, and he, like, they had no missions. That sounds so much cooler than what it actually is. I know. So, like, he had no missions, so they were just kind of, like, floating around, like, somewhere over Afghanistan. Um, somewhere over, like, the mountains. And they're just, like, scanning around. He picks up his heat signature, and he zooms in on this village. And he's, like, watching this village of, like, a few people, like, walking around. And, you know, he, they're, like, just, they look like they're in traditional Afghan garb. They're, like, you know, around a fire, or they're, like, looks like they're cooking something or eating, washing clothes. There's, like, these mud huts, right? But then he notices something weird, is there's goats there, right? And the goats look like, like, if Amanda stood next to her cat Friday, that's how big the goats look. And he was, like, watching these, like, people just, like, it was, like, not even exciting, but, like, these people were... If they were that size compared to the goats, they were giant. They had to have been, like, over 15 feet tall. And he was, like, sitting there. I think he got to watch him for, like, 10, 15 minutes before the Reaper basically got out of sight. But he was just in awe of, like, watching these people that look almost totally normal. They made goats look like cats next to their feet. I have questions. And this is not an inappropriate question, I swear. But... So just, I don't know if there's any, like, accounts for what these giant beings would eat. I just think that, you know, goats probably wouldn't sustain even a family of giants. Like, what else would they eat that's big enough? In my underground paranormal escapades, right, I've connected with several people. I connected with Wes Germer of Sasquatch Chronicles, and a pretty cool guy. He would tell me, so he, so if you want to hear another good, like, Sasquatch episode, like, not Sasquatch, so on Sasquatch Chronicles, I think it's episode 638, he has an account from a soldier. This is on the members only, so you have to pay the subscription, but, to, to listen to it, but he, he has a soldier on, he was a ranger, and I listened to the story, and the guy sounded like he wasn't really, like, embellishing too much. Um, it didn't really sound like embellishment at all, and basically they were, like, on a raid, like, trying to raid some tunnels somewhere in Afghanistan, and, as he's, like, as they're, like, kind of running around at night, he, like, sees something, like, basically rise up in front of him, and he turns on his, like, white light, and it's, like, literally a gigantic red-headed man, like, right in front of him, like, staring him down. Um, and I think he shoots at it or something like that. It, the thing runs it away. It doesn't attack him. But, like, everyone there saw this gigantic red-headed man, and they're like, what the hell is that? Like, but, it, you know, they're on a mission, so they just continue with their mission and like continue on the raid. But it was, it was weird how they, he ran into this. It's a, a pretty interesting episode. And the guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about, but the point I'm getting at, I think there's a lot of people that have seen these things in Afghanistan and maybe even like, who knows the Taliban themselves have seen these. Um, there's places in Afghanistan, like talking to people like who live there and like immigrated from Afghanistan that not like not even Afghanis go to like, it's so remote and so like off like, the, you can't get to it as a normal person because the terrain is so rough that, like, maybe there's something there. 
another interesting place is there's actually like three national parks in Afghanistan. If you would think like, why is there national parks in Afghanistan? It doesn't make any sense, right? But there's yes, one. Exactly the thought that went through my mind. <laughs> yeah, right. So there's one called. You the can't Wakan take your Forest. dogs. You can't take your goats there. Yes, mm-hmm. you go. Don't go there. You will get eaten. But or there's or one fuck. called the Wakan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right, Tails, keep going. Continue. Oh, God. <laughs> you people. You people. You better wait. Anyway. I. You know what? This is getting weird. Even for me. <laughs> Anyways. Just wait till we get to the hamster deaths. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for those, sure. Like, you know what? They're, they're, I'm pulling up hamster stories. Keep going, Tails. <laughs> Honestly, maybe just thought should lead a whole episode on a Final Destination themed hamster stories. Well, we kind of try to end it on something light. Typically, you would know if you've been. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Guys, you're so mean to me. <laughs> we love having you back, but continue because you were so sorry. Anyways, the wine the corridor sits between the border of Afghanistan and it's a small like it's on the basically the top of a bunch of mountains of the Hindu Kush and it borders Afghanistan and China. It's super, super remote. It's, like, almost impossible to get up there. It's, like, it's actually fairly small. I think it's only, like, 50 or 30 kilometers long and, like, 20 kilometers wide. It's a very, very small national park, but it's, like, they've deemed it to be a national park of Afghanistan. So, anyways, though, during the Iraq War, there was a guy that they were operating kind of near that vicinity of it. And the locals would tell them, don't go up there into the Wakhan Corridor because giants live up there. And if they find you, they'll eat you. And it was just like they would say it as simply as like I would tell like you guys, hey, don't go to this neighborhood beyond after dark. It's pretty dangerous. And it just like, what do they mean by this? What could be up there? Is it wait, what, what province did you say it was? Uh, so it's called the Wakhan Corridor. I got to look up the exact province, but it literally borders China. It's like I, th- I think like the only uh, part of Afghanistan that borders no. China. Hold oh. on, I, th- I had it pulled up here. Okay, wait, that is that far like in the north, like north. Yeah. East. Okay. North east, kind of. It's Google Earth it. I'm Google Earthing it right now. Dude, I've I, I was like up. looking up. <laughs> I was looking up Google Earth stuff, like interesting things to to just pull up on Google Earth, and it's some fucked up shit. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah, like the one that I, I sent you guys that I will not say right now until I'm out of the Army. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've already yeah. been <laughs> No, the, 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 reason, the reason I ask uh, where that it, uh, well, this was a movie, so it could have been based on that, but moved to a different region for whatever reason. Have you heard of The Objective? Yes. The Objective is such a great film. Yeah, so I that's it's it apparently takes place in the Gan, uh, the Ganzi province of Afghanistan. Um, and that's where I kind of think of like, you know, like the Nephilim, like reason no one's really seen them. They kind of like pop in and out and whatnot. Like, and then when you when you said that it bordered like China and India, do you remember in the movie like what those? Oh my God, what the fuck are they called? Uh, Vimanas. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're like the the Hindu chariots that mm. would. Yeah, I I looked at it and I was like, what what is that? And I just kind of went down a rabbit hole with the objective. It didn't have anything about giants, but it had, like, that spooky lore. And when you said the corridor, like, they, you know, at a certain point in the film, I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but there was a a haunted corridor that these guys were going through and very perilous. And so there's there's a lot of, like, contrast between um, the area that you were just talking about, like, don't go there, like, you're going to die, and 
with that movie and the area where they were sorry where they were going through. Um, but yeah, that that's, that's interesting. It's yeah, there's I think that place is so Afghanistan is so weird. I've never <gasps> been there myself, but oh my. Oh, this is inter- this is interesting, and we might have to we might have to delve more into this. So, the object or, uh, originates from the ancient Indian mythology, mythology called Vimanas, a sort of UFO-related phenomenon that occurred when Alexander the Great rode through this area of the land that he was conquering. Interesting. I think we need to look into this. I will put that in my notes. What was that called? Uh, the movie or like the the thing. The thing. Uh, Vimana, uh, V I M A N A S. Have you seen that movie yet? Thought? No, I no, I don't watch. I'm behind on every fucking thing. Oh, this this movie came out in like 2008. Like it, it's old, but it's. I mean, it's not. It's not one of those like military movies where you like are laughing at the misplaced uniforms or anything like that. Like. Yeah, I remember it being pretty. Like they did their homework. Yeah. And like the, one of the guys is like a, a CIA person who's oh. kind of like leading, yeah, fucking CIA. But it's like leading the team through there. If there's anything fucked up that's happening and there's like you're fighting aliens or zombies, you can guarantee somebody is either A, a CIA agent, B, a corpo agent, or C, a Mossad agent. Many such cases. I only know what's the first one. Yeah, CIA. Maybe <laughs> the CIA. Fucking feds. Oh, I got that. You guys, you guys are getting arrested. Swarm, swarm, swarm. Oh, no. But, yeah, so, like, those are kind of, like, the, the, the level of stories I've gotten from Afghanistan concerning giants. I have a lot of, like, circumstantial stuff, and I have a couple other stories that, like, were told to me, but, like, they made me promise not to really tell anyone. They just mm-hmm. tell me for acknowledgement's sake. So I do think there's something to it out there, whether or not the story is true or not uh i will say though kind of important detail to note and you definitely this is something for you guys to look into too because it's hilarious and actually hilariously weird uh so like funnier than hamster deaths it's also (laughs) hamster deaths and i'm like concerned (laughs) anyways you just wait wait. yeah you're gonna you're gonna laugh you have to (laughs) i I probably will anyway it's impossible So in the story, the giant is loaded up onto a C-17, right? Right. So like C-17s can technically fly everywhere, but there's you know a few places where they're they're that's like kind of like their hub. They go and like they offload their cargo and stuff like that, right? So like theoretically, if the the giant was on a C-17, there's only a few places you can go, right? Um, so one of those places uh, is Lackland Air Force Base, which is in San Antonio, Texas. And I actually grew up around there, like my all my family's from there, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar. So, Lackland's Lackland, Texas, Lackland is in San Antonio, Texas, huge Air Force hub, huge C-17 hub, right? Located next to a major, major highway, um, bustling with activity. A lot of stuff goes in, in and out, like a lot of semi trucks moving cargo. Well, one of the other things right outside Lackland, that's right outside the gate, is a place known as the Texas Biomedical Research Institute, right? And so the Texas Biomedical Research Institute is a interesting place that it's basically, if you go look on the map, my grandparents' home that my dad grew up in is like two blocks down the street. Like you could sneak in through the back. And my dad used to sneak in through the back. And they had these massive, massive cages that hold monkeys in them and stuff like that that they do like experiments on. Like this is kind of an interesting place. Right? And I'm getting to like the point where it gets really interesting, right? 
And so if you guys go look up the founder of the Texas Biomedical Research Institute, it's a, a guy known as Tom Slick, right? So Tom Slick was kind of like a self-made man, oil baron, and like made a, made a lot, a lot of money in the oil field business, right? Tom Slick is also known as one of the original founders of cryptozoology in America and founded actually – I'm sorry, not founded, but he funded several expeditions to find like the Yeti, the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, uh, the Trinity Alps giant salamander, and other cryptozoological like eaches in the world. Tom Slick was also known to have worked with the CIA and Howard Hughes, um, but he was very big into cryptozoology and studying stuff. So if I was a giant loaded onto a C-17 and I'm flying across the world, there's probably only a few places a C-17 can slip in without being noticed. Probably all the places where all the other C-17s go. Lackland Air Force Base with, oh, this biomedical research facility founded by a guy who was into cryptozoology. Sounds like a perfect place to take this giant. Kind of interesting to consider. Just one of those weird tidbits. If you guys look up Tom Slick, Thomas Baker Slick Jr. He has was that your interesting... Was, was that your own investigation work, or did you find that on the web? So I had grown – I have always known about the Texas Biomedical Research Facility because, like, right. like, my parent grandparents live right next to it. I always thought it was kind of weird. Like, you literally drive by, and you can see, like, the monkey cages. And, That's like, where you were born. hear them at night. I wasn't born there. My dad was. But I spent a lot of summers <laughs> and Christmases uh, in the oh. In the, the biomedical lab? No, I was actually. Uh, you see, like little tails, like peeking over the fence, like, oh, look at this. I'm you gonna make them in your walls. I'm in your walls. Anyways, I'm in your walls. Anyways, like my dad would talk about, he would like sneak onto this place to go me- to go like mess around and like t- go see the monkeys, and like they would literally chase you off and shoot rock salt at you. Like they were very serious about their security at this place. Now there's like a massive chain link fence and like dudes that patrol the chain leap fence like all the time. So it's just kind of a weird place. I learned about though the founder Tom Slick through another weird connection of mine. Uh I know a, a Sasquatch hunter Squatcher, Sasquatch searcher, I don't know what you want to call it. Anyways, he was a Sasquatch Boyer. There you go. <laughs> Something like that. Uh he was a retired army, he retired as like a Intel guy, Master Sergeant type. And he had an encounter on a military base with something that, like, sounded like a giant gorilla. And he's always had an interest in Sasquatch ever since. But he brought that to my attention about Tom Slick. And if, like, there's any place in the world, basically, that would probably house, like, a housed or have housed the body, the Texas Biomedical Research Center has a lot of, like, weird things behind its founding and its founder that would fit the bill. Yeah. So I did, <laughs> um, I did my bullock in uh, San Antonio. When I was saying like, yep, and we did our, uh, we did our quote, our field training. It wasn't, it wasn't a fucking field, but I mean, that's kind of weird if like we, we drove right by it. Um, I think the only thing I can think of just because when I went through Bullock, we had a whole bunch of doctors and who have never like armied before and it's, I'll put it this way, land nav is almost impossible to fail. Like, these are self-correcting points. Just just to give you an idea, somehow one of the doctors in my class ended up at someone's house and was like, I am 
very, very, very lost. And so I can only think like maybe somebody accidentally stumbled upon this research lab and were chased off by some armed guards. Oh, really? But, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, now that I think about it, I'm like, it, it was pretty, pretty, it doesn't seem like very, very high security though, just like from being there. Um, although I, I've never seen like a high chain link fence or like a, something that looked like a secret research facility. Yeah. But it's like in plain sight. It's like, that's the crazy part. But if you look at the founder, Tom Slick, like the dude was super, super into like, especially like Bigfoot. He was super into like, looking into Bigfoot and proving Bigfoot exists. He also died mysteriously in a plane crash. Go figure. Huh. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I do have something interesting for you two to look at. If you want to entertain this, I'll put it together. Um, it's on the drive and it's the PowerPoint slide. I know, but bear with me. It's literally just pictures. You guys want to go to the slideshow real quick? I got it up right meow. You got it up right now? Right All right, meow. Hold on, it's routing me through Friendster. I'll catch up. Okay. Yeah, I made, I made a third picture is like what I was talking about with like the, yeah, the, uh, you know, there's more than that online too. Yeah, tell, tell, so let it, us know when you see it. I'm assuming these will be on the DOD site, Amanda. Oh, oh, absolutely they will be. Yeah, these yeah. are good ones. I, so the first one, Tails, do you see it? Uh, hold on, give me a second. I have to log in through my iPad. Um, but I'm pretty sure I know which picture you're talking about. Okay, we'll, we'll give it give it a little bit. Yeah, it's it's the giant spear-checking fucking Dan. <laughs> oh, Dan. shit, yeah, yeah, that is Dan, R.I.P. That's Dan, all right. <sighs> Even uh, I was talking to some of the guys I work with about the story a while ago, because again, like Amanda, Tails, and I've been talking about it. They they knew the whole story because, like, you know, especially the older guys, they've all been to Afghanistan more than once, and yeah. they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's real. Yep, they murdered it. It murdered Dan." They and even knew his name without like even yeah. not, not even prefacing anything. They just knew. That's Dan. Cre- that's creepy. Like, because I literally had never heard of this. I had never heard of that story until I looked it up. I. Then again, I've never been to Afghanistan, and my dad, when he was there, was, like, in Kabul. So, and at that point, he wasn't, like, you know, like a lieutenant or a captain or anything. He was a little bit a little bit older. Yeah, chilling. Yeah, chilling. So, another interesting thing about, like, the giant, right, and the giant of Kandahar. Uh, so, like, the red hair thing, right? So... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The red hair thing actually comes up quite a bit in different cultures. So a lot of different cultures discuss giants, and specifically they discuss giants with red hair. Uh, like, that's actually a, a reoccurring theme in a lot of stuff. Uh, if you guys want, like, another weird tidbit in history, right? So there's a lot of, like, these. The Iraq War, right, is a very, like, guys, forgive me because my my computer, my Wi-Fi is being really dumb right now. <laughs> It's taking me forever to log on to this. Anyways, uh, so, like, uh, these giants are always described as having red hair, right? So another really interesting tidbit, I'll just, in, like, American lore. So natives actually talk about when they first crossed the, the Bering Land Bridge or whatever about having – and Amanda's, like, laughing because she's like, ah, ha, ha, I knew. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they all talk about fighting these races of gigantic people that ate others, and they were described as having red hair, six digits, and double rows of teeth. And they, the, the natives, like a lot of native tribes, tell stories about how they, like, wage this war against these giants and, like, wipe them out. And, like, that's, like, had to fight them to, you know, not get eaten. Um, and it's, like, one of those weird... <laughs> like, giants are literally... It's, giants are, like, gnomes, right? Like, giants and gnomes are in so many different, like, cultures. It's, like, hysterical. It's, it's like, to the point, like, you can't ignore... Every freaking culture talks about giants, just like every freaking culture talks about little people. And it's well, just like, it's like what every, do they mean by this? Well, it's like every culture that talks about the shadow people and whatnot, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's like, hmm, what do they mean Fat by this? Man. It's very interesting. Yeah, especially when all these cultures are saying the same thing. Large yeah. man, red hair, six digits, two rows of teeth. Is <laughs> Even funnier, so like, I live in Hawaii, right? And so like, they have a story too. It's not necessarily, uh, what's it called? Uh, they're not redheaded, but they tell a story about when they came to the island, they had to fight a race of gigantic blonde haired and blue eyed men. Yeah. Like that's in like ancient Hawaiian lore. It's pretty, pretty weird. Alright, I'm in the slide though. Slide deck. I'm sorry. Oh, yay. Dan got messed up. Okay, so, uh, if you go to the first, after, after the Nephilim slide, you go to the first one, and that's where you see the giant with the red hair, the bones, all of that. Damn, he's literally me. It looks like a turtle shell, like a tortoise shell that he's got for a shield, too. I actually didn't, like, really notice that. I just, like, kind of pulled images, and I haven't really taken a, a deep look at him. We're looking at the first one? Yeah. That's old. All right. So the next one, we see the rangers which was from the story, uh, attempting to suppress the giant of Kandahar. Get him. Get him, boys. Get off my lawn. Dude, I would, shit my, I would shit my pants if, that, if I were in that situation. Yep. I'd be like, nope, mm-mm. Do you think huh? he communicates or talks, or does he just make, like, ooga-booga caveman noises? <laughs> like, did he just come out of there? Did he just come out of there? No, no. It's unga-bunga. It's unga-bunga. You culturally un... I need to catch up on my Nephilim. I can't even say the words. Nephilim? You know. All right. So the next one, we see poor Dan, R.I.P. Yeah, that I from the depiction in this photo, that spear, like, pierced possibly through his uh, body armor. Oh, yeah. So that has me questioning, like, what, what did he make? Okay. To be honest, like, wood would not pierce through that. Maybe I mean, like, I don't think so. I really don't. I, I mean, I could break my plate with the camera if I wanted to. Well, with enough force, I don't know. I, I may be thinking, keep, like... I, I don't, with enough, like, le- I don't know, leverage. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a question for the Mythbusters. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one. Okay. Another myth, another myth I have... For tails, do you think his the carpet matches the drapes? <laughs> I mean, theoretically, yes. Many such cases. This is when you Dang, leave. This is the last podcast you're ever doing with us. You guys are just out here obsessing over that giant dusty man. <laughs> it do it do be having that Nephilim grip. You want to make this weirder? I swear to God, I'll make it weirder. Let's keep- 
Keep going. This is the fun stuff. <laughs> this is why I actually start because the rest of it, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So if you want to talk about some giant push, then I'm here for it. Yeah, he do he do be having that giant dusty with the Nephilim grip. Jai bussy, Jai bussy. <laughs> what do we call hey, this? Once you go hyper, once you go hyperborean, you never go back. Yep. Facts. We right have yet, we have yet to see a woman giant in this. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, I, I, I said, like, I, I said or, thought. Yeah, where are the women on this? <laughs> I said thought of me on this. Never mind. <laughs> It's oh, yeah. okay. We're just we're just fueling the meme imagination here. Yes. Okay. As my uh, as my brother would say, fucking need. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I was about uh, to say something highly highly inappropriate, but I will say it. No, let it out. You yet. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I'm, I'll say it, but I'm not. I'm going to cut this part out because I will not let this air. That giant's probably not circumcised. I'm just <laughs> Yeah, there's no way. Do you think they interviewed like the salty master sergeant afterward? He was like, Dang, I'll tell you what, I'll take a look at that giant's freaking his fucking his third arm, like his that thing that thing looks like a goddamn hairy hot dog wrapped up in bacon. I swear you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, that thing was the size of my forearm. It's like a freaking tree trunk down there. <laughs> I had never felt more inadequate in my entire life. I tell you what. That's why they killed him. They killed him out of jealousy, probably. Let, let's be real. Like, the, the, the most... That's bigger than us. Fuck him the up. The most unbelievable part is that they killed him and didn't cut it off and mount it on their wall. Just make, like, you a know, dick for a fact, That's the first thing you would think to do, <laughs> Somewhere you make, like, in a, the team room, like a there sh- is a like, body part of this giant mounted on the wall. I guarantee it. Yeah. I, like I'd make, like, a neck... Some type of necklace, dick necklace, or like a an ear necklace. The new guy has to wear like a wig made out of the pubes. <laughs> wow, I just had a I had a horribly fucked up thought that I'm not going to repeat. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm so I am sweating. Oh my god. I'm not going to repeat the thought I just had, but it's oh go no. ahead. No, Say it. no, it's all out Amanda, there now. <laughs> Amanda had to bring up the uh the circumcision circum. Oh, I got to get it. That's a good question. What does the Bible say about that one? Actually, yeah. speaking of Bible, you know, there's been so much that's been cut out of the Bible. It's like actually hysterical. There, there's an X-rated version of the Bible, which is all the stuff the Catholic Church cut out in the King James because it didn't jive because a lot of it was stories about like sex, gratuitous oh. violence, like taboo kind of things. Yeah, like the story of Lilith. She was yeah. like born equal to man, and they didn't like that because women were property back in the day. I don't know. Lilith also just sounded insufferable. Oh, oh, great. Uh, and she, uh, yeah. She has a redhead. She has a redhead. Uh-oh. Oh, redheads. Red. Okay. Mm. All right, so we are still not done Hold yet with, the, with these. Okay, anything, what? Anything, anything else? Last call? Any jokes? Giant dick joke? No giant dick jokes? Dick jokes? Mm, going once, twice? All right. Moving okay. on. All right, moving on. Um, So here is just another depiction of the giant post-battle Um. It looks like they're just taking notes, getting ready to load this thing up. Oh, he's taking a nap. The forever sleep. Yes, he's taking a nap, Tails. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, it's kind of fucked up. They, how would you, like, they they just rolled up on this dude's house. Like, he was just chilling. He he didn't do nothing. He was just hanging out, and they rolled up and, like, making noise. And he was well, like, hey, what are you doing on my lawn? And then they started shooting at him. So, of course, he killed Dan. 
Well, they had that missing squad that they were searching for in that area. So what if it wasn't the giant? Ooh. I've read that the uh, the spear came out of the cave before they started firing. I've, I've also heard of that. He really mm-hmm. said, get off my lawn. That's what the, the Americans are lying. They shot first. I don't believe it. This just yeah, friendly just, Okay, it, This is like the early 2000s. Like the rules of war or the rules of engagement were very loose. Uh, I can only imagine know. what they would be for a giant. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. I'm just saying. It's not in the ROE, I don't think. Likely not. Okay. Yeah, so how many how many hamsters do you think a giant could eat in one in like one sitting? Like with, with like if there's like a bag of hamsters and he like scooped his hand in there. Like he's probably sitting there eating hamsters when Dan showed up and started shooting into his cave. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd give him I'd give him uh I'd give him six hamsters. If he if he's scooping his hand in a fucking basket, I'll give him six. Because I get <laughs> I can probably eat two, and I'm a normal person. My mouth's small too. But they Amanda, two hamsters. Me? How many? Ha- how many hamsters could I eat? Yeah. Um, I feel like I would probably be bougie with it, and I would probably take one hamster and then turn that. Ah, oh, maybe two. I-, I would be the one to cook them though, and I would make them into like little tacos or something. Oh, we're cooking them. I'm picturing I'm just eating these fuckers raw. Yeah, just like, oh no, I just can't do that. There, no. Like you know, like cashews, man. Like frozen everything. Little whiskers. Like popcorn. <laughs> okay, on that dark note. <laughs> we'll get to the hamsters. We'll get to the hamsters. But we're going to get through the slideshow real, real quick because I, there are some interesting photos in here, which I'm really excited to throw on the drive so people can, uh, or on the on the Instagram page so people can follow along. But your hair is looking fantastic. Look at that. I hate, Dang. I hate it. <laughs> okay, so going back to the slide, we have, this is what I thought was in, really cool was this is a depiction of the watcher like the angels that mated with the the women of earth and then then the nephilim were created um so this guy right here his name is semyaza and semyaza was one of the angels that convinced like all of his angel buddies like hey if we get caught i'll take the fall but like we should go like have fun with the ladies down on earth like that that was literally one of one of the i i kind of skimmed through some of my research notes but that was one of them that was in there so basically this guy like took one for the homies just so his buddies could get some which is really fucked up we all need a friend like sam yaza <laughs> he fell on the grenade yeah, he, 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 well, no, he didn't really necessarily fall in the grenade. Like, he, which is a really fucked up term in my opinion, but I will digress from that. But Sorry, he was I the meant, one. I meant like, you know, in the literal sense. Yeah, so basically the when. Holy hand grenade. He fell on the holy <laughs> hand grenade. There you go. <laughs> so, so when, when God found out that these angels were sleeping with human women, um, he basically. What the fuck is this? Yeah, but he he took the he took the fall for it. So this was like an artist's depiction of Semyaza. Sam said, "No, God, I it was me. I fucked them all." And then Honestly, God, like, he like Shaggy's like opposite of Shaggy. Like, wasn't me. And like, it was me. It was me. It was me. So what? What are you gonna? What the fuck are you gonna do? Honestly, I thought this was a chick. So yeah. No. Right, full disclosure, I was there too. Well, I was gonna say. I was gonna say Sam Yaza's pretty hot. So. Sam Yaza uh, was the original trap. Sam Yaza is, is Andronimus, So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was that was one like cool tidbit that I found, but 
I kind of skimmed over, but I'm glad that I remembered to put this on the slideshow. Okay, so next one kind of gives you a size scale of how tall these giants were. Um, in numbers 1333. Dude's fucking huge. They're huge. Achievable natty? Nah. Not likely. No, nah, no. Nah. This guy's and this big eating Russians and Americans. There's no fucking chance. And he hamsters? Has, oh, wait. Can you imagine a giant on roids? I don't. I mean, looking at this picture, no, I don't think I can. You're telling me the guy on the right can't eat six hamsters? <laughs> I mean, he could eat more. Okay, at least. It's like a tasting at Costco. There's six hamsters, sir. <laughs> Are we assuming they're wearing kilts? Did, did, did the giant of Kandahar wear a kilt? Like, who's making I mean, kilts for him? Do they care that they're uncircumcised dicks flying around? Like, who are they hiding from? I mean, to from? be fair, that was just probably his combat flail. That thing was out there just, like, flapping in the wind, probably. Yeah, getting caught on, like, thorn bushes and stuff. That sounds uncomfortable. Oh, no, not a I mean, thing. Like, I mean, <laughs> Damn it. I'm not going to lie. If, if I was Dan's friend, oh, beard, I don't think I would be aiming for the head. I think I would be aiming for the dick. 100%. Oh. I, don't even, I don't even know what I'm doing. I came in like a wrecking ball. We are all going to die. <laughs> I just thought it was an appropriate time to insert some Miley Cyrus. My bad. <laughs> Yeah, thought. So everyone's aiming for the head. Why did you put four <laughs> mags in the guy's cock? <laughs> I was scared. It was, the biggest, it was the biggest threat at the time. You needed C4 and debt cord for a what now? <laughs> Mind your own business. Nice cock, bro. Okay. <laughs> so, so the next slide, the next slide is what I was talking about earlier with um the skulls and how the human skulls differed from the giant skulls. And so on the left, you see the normal human skull with the three fissure, like, lines, right? Now, from L.A. Maserati, that guy. Maserati. Uh, Ma- yeah, L.A. Maserati, that, that guy. This is, I did not just finish that bottle of wine, I swear. Uh, but anyway. One beer uh, five, 30 <laughs> minutes, so good. Tails, what are you drinking? Uh, Nothing, because I have to go push a lawnmower later, and I don't feel like doing that drunk. That's nice. how that Final Destination movie ends. Okay, you need, like, a dad buzz, okay? Like, Try a beer to do. It's still so early. Well, how it's oh, yeah. Okay, well, okay. What? I mean, eh. okay, fair enough. I could, it's I could. So, have a... F- beer ta- tales. Don't want to. Don't we won't, we won't pressure you. We won't pressure you. By the you end of these, okay. are normally buzzed. Oh, I'm feeling great right now. Well, I'll, I know in the future, I know this is usually I'm six hours behind you guys, but in the near future, I will be on the West Coast for about two weeks. So if you want to do some, I'll be on the same. I can get a six pack and there we go. We can, can live it up. Oh yeah. I might, and I might definitely for the viewers and just for our own hilarity and laughing capability, uh, bring my brother on. I think, uh, my brother and thought would be just, uh, too chaotic and insane for normal podcast, but for this podcast, yes. Actually, the, for the viewers. Am I the insane person? I mean, I think we're both kind of insane. I'm trying to keep it, like, a little under wraps, but, you know, I think you got me beat in the humor section. Like, you, you just got the zingas. Well, you, you, I mean, you guys... You, you do, guys do. You do, thought. You do. Yeah, that'll You're, be, like, my thing. I'll be the wild card. What's he gonna say next? I don't know. <laughs> this week is hamster deaths. Next week is guinea pig suicides. First off, every week is hamster deaths, mister. Okay? Every week is hamster deaths. <laughs> Anyways... Um, Anyways, so you see, <laughs> back to the slideshow, 
You see, the one on the left is human. The one on the right is Nephilim. And it's along the bottom of the skull. You see just the single fissure. And I don't, I don't know why, but it is there. I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking back to like anatomy and stuff, like what, what I, what I studied in college. And I cannot, for the life of me, offer a logical explanation as to why there's only a single fissure. It just, it is what it is. So. Oh no, that's a big ass skull though. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the next slide, and this is the last one, but when I was talking about um, the gods from the Egyptian era that were depicted like having like elongated skulls, um, yeah. you'll see, I think this is the god Ra from ancient Egypt, um, that god being depicted as a giant, that god having an elongated skull, whereas most people would kind of like think of that as a headdress. Um, I kind of just like think of cone heads, honestly, and that's just like a little thing to disguise it. I don't know. I've been wanting to say it the whole time. <laughs> Stan Aykroyd. All right. Well, that is all that I have to show. Um, Thought, this is your time to shine. All right. Well, all right. I have it ready. Tails, do you have anything else uh, podcast related? Ah, uh, yes, for Giants. Yeah. So I mentioned it before oh, with uh, Giants in North America, Giants <laughs> being in many cultures. Uh, there was um, – I used to have a book. It was like in the like, – this book was like from the 80s. I – since donated it when I was a kid, and I wish I still had it, but it literally had, like, it was a book about giants in North America with pictures of supposed giant skeletons. This is before the internet and Photoshop and stuff like that. Like, the book was copyrighted in, like, 1980-something, and it, like, talked about how the Smithsonian, like, when somebody would unearth one of these skeletons, the Smithsonian would come and confiscate the skeleton or destroy it because it challenged the status quo of what was established in the evolutionary time frame. You know, like, man came from primates and so on and so forth. And, like, it's it's kind of bonkers because there's something to this. Like, the Smithsonian has, like, destroyed fossil evidence and stuff to the challenge, like, what they were putting out at the time. Um, but it makes you wonder, with all these, like, cultures talking up there, and these sightings, and these legends, and conspiracy theories, and there's probably something to it. And there's probably, like, a 50-foot dude walking around with a freaking shmeat the size of, like, a freaking hog, you know. <laughs> there, I had to make it weird. <laughs> He's in... He's in San Antonio. That dick is in San Antonio. <laughs> Probably uh, in the glass. Wow. No wonder the barbecue tastes so good. Oh shit! No, 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 no. We don't talk about that's why. Your, that's why your dad. That's why your dad kept breaking in there. <laughs> he kept throwing rocks at the giant, antagonizing it. His cock is. That's fine. <laughs> All right, put your pet iguana away. You're scaring me. Oh. Um. Just. Again, what, what what we talked about last episode, me and thought was the Calusa, the the skeletons that were found in Florida, that those like seven foot, eight foot skeletons were shipped off to the Smithsonian Institute, never to be seen again. But the New York Times still wrote about it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Bonkers. Okay. Ooh. One second. Sorry. The final last thing I mentioned before, a schizo conspiracy for you guys to look into because it's hilariously obscure. Is and this leads into another thing we can talk about in the future. So the invasion of Iraq, right? Like the official stories, the WMDs. I don't know what your opinion on that week. That's a tale for another time, right? So one of the, the interesting schizo conspiracy theories is we invaded Iraq because Saddam discovered the tomb of Nimrod, which Gilgamesh, who is thought to have been a Nephilim, in like because you know he was a living god and stuff like that, like he was a, a demigod in the story and the idea is Saddam found this tomb and like had gained access to Nimrod's body which was supposedly perfectly preserved 
and thus leading to the invasion in 2003. And so I think Nimrod's tomb is real. They like think they found it, and there was a U.S. military base built around it. And supposedly, there's this picture of like guys from the 101 standing next to like Nimrod's body in the tomb, and he was like this massive body. It's definitely like an out there conspiracy theory. It's in the same vein as the Iraqi Stargate, which is a totally other topic for another time. But you'll have to send us that picture, but I also yes, I'm just looking for it. Like, I, it's, I cannot find it for the life of me. And it used to be like, it was like almost, it could be, it was like so low quality from, you know, 2003. It could have been photoshopped. It's a very obscure theory, but I cannot find this picture for the life of me. So, oh. you know, we could just say for the intent of purposes, the feds are covering it up. Yeah, well, now we know that, like, the war crimes committed were just photoshopped. What? Who said that? <laughs> war crimes? I, I mean, fun anyway, time? Any, anyway. Well, all right, Thought. hold on. Thought. Why? Okay, I won't say it. Hamsters? Hamsters, yes. All right, Tails, we good? All right, we good. Hamsters. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I want to see Amanda's face while I read this. Okay. Damn it. How do I make it smaller? I can't even do that. I can't. F- okay. Fuck it. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. The stories make us worried. Hamsters are cursed. Number one, parents left me alone, so I let my hamster free in my living room. Why did he run straight into the fireplace? <laughs> <laughs> And then she watched Titanic to feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, my hamster disappeared for months, then came out from behind the fridge missing hair, looked looked up at me, and just died on the spot. (laughs) I found you. These fucking things. Father? (laughs) I'm I'm convinced, like, hamsters are born, and then they're just like, I have no mouth, but I must scream, and just live in constant pain. Yeah, they. I said it before. They're God's like worst creations. <laughs> what if what, right. they weren't created by God? They were created. They were created, created solely for Darwinism, and that is it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Mine drowned in a dog water ball and just floated there. <laughs> <laughs> it's you me are, so hard. Died. Oh my God! What the fuck? Mine jumped into the frying pan when my mom was mi- trying to make crepe and died of heat stroke, I suppose. <laughs> I think you read that one before, but it's still funny. Yeah. I think a lot of hamsters die these ways. My mom vacuumed it by mistake. A lot of them die from their own farts. <laughs> Do you guys have... Do you guys have your phones on you? I'm going to see if I can find this video. The hamster doesn't die in the video, but you can kind of guess where I'm going. <laughs> he started running so fast that he died. My friend took a photo of it. My friend took a photo of it with flash and it died. Cool <laughs> Same to be honest. I poked my aunt's hamster with a Capri Sun straw when I was five and I had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking things, man. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh. Let's see if I can find one. Hold on one sec. One second. One second. (laughs) Keep looking. I got one. We thought it was dead, but it was just hibernating, so we buried it alive. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, oh God. Oh, I got one. I got one. Mine got out, chewed up some wires behind our TV, and got shocked to death. (laughs) Yeah, that's quite a bit, I would imagine. Oh, God. (laughs) If this were any 
if this were any other like home like loved animal, like it's not funny at all. But these things got, are so. I'm gonna keep, call. Yeah, keep going. I'm gonna call this one uh, Lance Armstrong. All right. My friend's hamster had testicular cancer and became obsessed with eating his own balls and died. Oh my God. <laughs> What the what? fuck? <laughs> R.I.P. Lance. Lance. Wait, did you say Lance, Lance Hamster? Lance Hamster. Yeah. Lance Hamstrong. It. Yeah, Lance, Lance Hamstrong. <laughs> I'm telling you, these things are just born, and once they develop their instincts, they're like, I have no mouth that I must scream. I'm in pain. I must I must die. Kill me, please. Like, you know, it's the Mr. Mystique's, I just want to die. <laughs> like, hamsters are the opposite of the Mystique's. Yeah. Hamsters have a way out. Meeseeks just have to fucking deal with it. <coughs> I am a Meeseeks. <laughs> Look at me. Fuck. All right. Any more? I, I have one more on this page. One of my books fell on him. No. Wait, are you, is there like a whole... Are you looking on Reddit for hamster deaths right now? Dude, just type in weird hamster deaths. There's endless pages. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Yeah, there, it's, it's, it's... Yeah. It's, well, there's a it's lot. so oh. bad. It's so... Oh, my God. They're all really funny. Oh wait, did you? I think you read this one. Your dad, fed, uh, the dad fed it too many Doritos. I don't remember that one. <laughs> you know what? I will never let my children have a hamster. No, no. Nice. Unless you want to tell them that it went to a hamster farm. Like, don't get your kids a hamster. It'll be like my. It'll be like mine to get hit by a car. They'll, you'll never. <laughs> I just, no, we, you know what? Honestly, a chicken. I'm just going to get a chicken. So we had a theory that hamsters are skinwalkers because of the obscure deaths in which they die. So hear me out, Tails. So when skinwalkers, like, get a hold of you, they kind of sometimes possess you. So they probably went for the easy target, which are hamsters. Hamsters are the tutorial level. Which is why they die after somebody farts. <laughs> Or I like I think you put it I think I think honestly like if you believe all, everything was created by God hamsters had to been created by created by like Satan or something because he just totally got it all wrong. It was just it was a joke honestly. All right. Oh, I didn't Hold really on. need for it to reproduce, but uh, here we are. Okay, I found the jackpot. Let me read you two, and I'm gonna stop. Okay. All right. I saw a story where someone said their hamster ate a magnet and got stuck to the back of the fridge and stuff. <laughs> I can't move. <laughs> what kind of sorcery is this? Stay still, Fluffy. Mama got to uh, put up her grocery list on there. Oh, God. All right, last one. But I'm going to reference this one for the next one, next podcast. My neighbor's hamster jumped out of his cage and impaled, him, impaled himself on the sword of a toy oh. Optimus Prime that was on the floor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What would that even look like? I don't even fucking... Is he like... <laughs> oh. How? Like, fucking how? Oh. Autobots, let's roll! <laughs> the hamster's a Decepticon, probably. I'm telling you, the hamsters just, like, realize that they, they exist, and they're like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Oh, my God. I right. must re-enter the cycle of death and rebirth. I'll try again next time. Hopefully I'll be born as anything else. Just... Just think of, like, reincarnation, and, like, you just are stuck in a perpetual loop of, like, being reincarnated as a hamster. Like, oh, fuck, not again. Damn it. <laughs> no, if I'm reincarnated as a hamster, I will... I'm gonna keep the trend going. I'm just gonna fucking... I'm gonna send it in the weirdest way possible. Yeet! Oh, my God.
my god. All right. So I definitely have to go help with dinner. So I think this is a good hour and a half for me to edit down. You got it. Okay. Oh, is that my cue? <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I was just going to say, um, yeah, it's, it's getting a little bit later. So, um, yeah, Tails, you go mow your lawn, have a beer. You need to get one of those, like, little hats that has, like, the little, the, the beers that stick on the side. No, like, I know what hat I'm straw. trying to get. I found a 10-gallon, like, a literal 10-gallon baseball cap is the most ridiculous thing I've seen. I'm going to send it to you guys because it's hysterical. But one of my friends has the beer helmet. Nice. But his microwave doesn't work. I'm like, how do you, like, where are your priorities at, buddy? It's okay. It doesn't, I, but the fan works on it. I'm like, all right. Okay. Sorry. We're still recording. We are still recording. Okay. So hopefully everyone kind of got a laugh. Maybe they learned something. Maybe they rethought, you know, the decision to get their kid a hamster. You can't look at a giant ever again without thinking about his penis. They're thinking about that giant bussy with the hyperborean grip. Oh, my God. That giant bus. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, everybody, if you're listening, please go follow us on Department of the Dead on Instagram. Uh, if you have a spooky story to send to us, send us a story at departmentofthedead2022 at gmail.com. Um, or you can reach out to any one of us. Um, I have my Instagram, Saltikilo. Uh, Thought, what's your Instagram handle? Oh, right now, until this one's deleted, is not A J Tech, not period A, period J T A C. That's it. Tails. Oh, forgot to plug. Tails has a book out on Amazon, Tales from the Grid Square. So I'll just let you take that away, Tails. Oh, yes. oh yes. I am the ever popular Tales from the Grid Square that I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just, you know, out here. Bra- brag it up, you have more followers than us. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of like, a, like I said, this is all a drunken idea after bouncing off of you two, and I have now apparently become, like, a prolific character in the paranormal, like, media, if that makes sense. I don't even know what I'm doing, but... <coughs> we, we don't it, either. It definitely puts <laughs> me down some rabbit holes. But yes, I have a volume one out of stories that I've been collecting, uh, military bases. I'm actually probably going to eventually branch out. One of the things I'm thinking about doing, I have to do the like, figure out the logistics behind it is to do, like, civilian stories, like, non-military ones, because, like, for every military story, I get, like, that same person, like, I I get, like, six or seven that are, like, from military members, but, like, they're not, like, specifically involving the military, so more to follow on that, it would, I would have to figure out how I could balance that in the the current volume of stuff I have to deal with. Uh, I am working on a volume two, slowly but surely, it'll get put out, and uh, maybe uh, try to do some investigative journalism here soon. Yeah. Well, Tales, where can right they on. find you? You can find me on Tales from the Grid Square on Instagram. And your book uh, is on Amazon, but also, I believe, it's still in your bio link on Tales from the yes. Grid Square. You yes. can just hit that, just hit that subscribe button, follow the link, and you just, I think it's, you, I have a link straight to the book. Okay. Well, we will still link the book in uh, the description in our episode details. So uh, if you don't follow Tales from the Grid Square, you're lazy. I don't know, like me. Uh, you can still go to the description and you can find it there. But yeah, well, thanks so much, guys. This is so fun. I am going to go eat some uh, some tacos. All right. This was fun. This was a good All episode. Right. This is a good episode. All right, yeah, Tails, we I, uh, miss you. You need to be here more often. We know these. I know. I just, I have a lot of stuff going on. I may not be able to do every weekend, but I will try to sit down with you guys. I definitely have some episodes I want to, don't do Bigfoot. I want to do Bigfoot with you guys. <laughs> Gnomes. I want to do gnomes with you guys. Okay. So we can't Big do foot, but we can't yeah. do gnomes.
Dude, I... Fair. That's fair. You don't even have to do any research for Bigfoot. Like, just let me schizo post, and I got you guys covered. I'm very (laughs) big into that. I I am actually Bigfoot. I live in the forest. I have a Wi-Fi signal. Yes, we exist. Anyways. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you so much. Yes. You guys have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.